Welcome to the Owl Once Was Lost podcast, where we do episodes of true crime stories. We're the partner to the Owl Once Was Lost Missing Persons phone app for iOS and Android users. It literally helps you in the moments after a person goes missing and alerts all Owl users that eyes and ears need to be searching if you are in the area of this occurrence. It's just a law of large numbers of people all dedicated to the same thing, and that's the safe return of the individual or individuals. We also are partnered with the storiesoftheunsolved.com, where you can find all of these stories in a blog format that's absolutely incredible as far as content and detailed info of each true crime story. They have many, many missing person cases, including murdered and solved cases as well. So please download the free app right now and please subscribe to the podcast at owl-oncewaslost.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. So let's get into today, uh, today's episode. It's on the disappearance of Michael McLean. Michael McLean grew up in Stanford, Connecticut with a loving family. His mother, Paula Judkins, and his father, Edward McLean, adored their son and were extremely close to him. Paula referred to Michael as the sunshine of her life, and Edward would ensure he kept in close contact with his son even after he moved to Manchester, New Hampshire. Those who knew Michael described him as having been full of life. He was the jokester amongst his friends, and he was known to enjoy sports, particularly basketball. And upon graduating high school in 2008, he attended Hesser College, where he earned a bachelor's degree in criminal justice. Upon moving to Manchester, Michael was able to secure a job with the Easter Seals, a nonprofit organization that works with youth who have disabilities. Michael specifically worked with children with autism, and he's said to have been a great role model for them. On the evening of April 20th, 2019, Michael traveled to Nashua, New Hampshire, where he and two friends spent the night at the Tropical Lounge nightclub located at 14 West Hollow Street. While there, an altercation broke out in the parking lot between two young women, one of whom was an acquaintance of. Michael did his best to try to defuse the situation, but the crowd didn't disperse until the police arrived around 1.45 a.m. in the early hours of April 21st. The last time anyone heard from Michael was just after he'd left the tropical lounge. He's said to have called his boss saying, they're after me more and more. The two were close, and she would often pick him up after a night out. However, when she tried to call him back, he did not respond. He also sent three texts to his neighbor, which read, Help, LOL, Hour, what stood for Aloof and Eldridge Bro. He's believed to be referencing Eldridge Street in the latter text, as the street is located near the nightclub. That same night, his friend tried for approximately 45 minutes to reach him over text. When he didn't respond, they returned to Manchester. Michael didn't show up to work on April 22nd, which was out of ordinary for him, and he also didn't contact his mother or grandmother over the Easter weekend, nor did he call his sister on her birthday. This struck the family as odd, especially since any incoming calls to his cell phone went directly to voicemail. Edward has publicly stated that his son would not have walked away from his life or his loved ones as he was close with his family. He especially would not have left without first telling Paula of his plans. The friends Michael was with that night 
He was last seen, spoke with police, and told them they got separated during the aforementioned altercation. Given this, Edward believes he could have left on foot as his car had been parked at his friend's house on Orange Street in Nashua. Hoping to glean an insight into his last movements, investigators took a look at Michael's cell phone records. They learned it last pinged at 0.4 miles from the nightclub near the 24-hour McDonald's restaurant on 45 East Hollis Street at around 2 a.m. on April 21st. When they looked through his text to this neighbor and the garbled nature of them, it was decided Michael had likely used the text dictation to send them. It's currently unclear if they were his own words or those of the people responsible for the disappearance. According to reports, Michael saw an acquaintance while traveling towards the McDonald's. According to this witness, he'd made no attempt to tell them he was in distress and he appeared to have been waiting for a ride. There is surveillance footage of Michael near the McDonald's on East Hollis Street on April 21st. There is also footage from the nearby Riverfront Landing apartment complex on 11 Bancroft Street that same night. Timestamped at 3.30 a.m., it showed him entering and exiting the complex's parking garage, located towards the rear of the building. He is also said to have stopped into a convenience store on East Hollis Street in order to make a call, but it's unknown if he placed any calls from this location. Paul and Edward traveled from Connecticut to New Hampshire numerous times in order to search for Michael and talk to people about the case. They have searched nearby wooded areas, alleyways, and larger water sources, as well as along highways and underpasses. They have also went door-to-door and have questioned those who work at businesses located near where Michael was last seen. There has been no activity on Michael's social media accounts, nor on his credit card since his disappearance. There are reports that investigators have concluded Michael drowned in the Merrimack River, but his family doesn't believe this to be the case, as his body has never been recovered and he is known to have been a very good swimmer. In September 2019, volunteers with Lost and Missing, a national nonprofit organization based in Londonderry, New Hampshire, helped the family put up hundreds of posters in the hopes of getting those with information to come forward. A candlelight vigil was also held with attendees wearing T-shirts with his name, picture, and the hashtag BringMikeHome on them. While investigators have remained tight-lipped about the case, they have said it remains open and that all leads are being followed up on. They have spoken with every witness involved in the altercation at the nightclub, as well as Michael's associates and friends. While there has been a lot of social media speculation and false leads, they have not been able to determine if anything suspicious or criminal in nature occurred. And as of April 2020, they have not received any tips. Edward says he's only received brief updates from investigators. He shares that the family doesn't feel the police are doing enough to solve the case, and they are therefore incredibly frustrated, of course. Edward in particular feels they haven't fully looked into all aspects of Michael's disappearance. Numerous vigils have been held in order to help raise awareness about the case. Paula believes her son is alive and will eventually come home, while Edward has shared that he finds it hard to do everyday tasks because he's constantly thinking of Michael. The children Michael worked with at Easter Seals continue to think and ask about him. Michael McLean went missing from West Hollow Street in Nashua, New Hampshire on April 21, 2019. He was 29 years old and what he was last seen wearing had not been publicly released. At the time of his disappearance, he was of a medium build, standing 5 foot 10 
and weighing 190 pounds. His brown hair was worn in braids, and he has brown eyes, but it is known to wear green contacts. Both his ears and are pierced, and he was last seen wearing a goatee-style beard. He has various tattoos on his hands and forearms. Those with information regarding the case are asked to contact the Nashua Police Department at 603-594-3583 or 603-594-3500. Tips can also be called into the Manchester Police Department at 603-668-8711. So that's going to do it for today's episode. Please rate and uh, subscribe. You can subscribe wherever you're listening to right now or obviously on Apple uh, or Android devices on Google Play or uh, anywhere uh, that you can download your podcasts. We're, we're located there. So also consider donating uh, $3 a month on Patreon. Uh, that's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, and then a slash, and then once was lost. And you can find that $3 tier and some that are a little higher, but you know we only ask for the $3 a month to help in uh, keeping the phone app up to date 24 hours a day, you know, seven days a week. And also uh, so that we can do this podcast for you. It's a, you know, one man show. We do one takes on uh, each of these, (laughs) you know, we don't do two or three. So, you know, we don't have huge amounts of production. So anyways, I know people enjoy it uh, because we're growing each and every week. Uh, We're charting. And if you can please continue that again, please rate, and hit the five stars for us. Uh, that's incredibly important for the algorithms, so that Owl, I'm sorry, so that uh, um, Apple can suggest us in the algorithms when they're doing so for different podcasts. So, anyways, that's going to do it for this uh, podcast. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you.